Hello, hello, and welcome Skytown. Today is Monday, July 18th. Welcome to the CHGO Sky podcast brought to you by, oh, there you are. Hi, Sabria. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> did, 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 did I start too early? Because I, I saw you and I was like. <laughs> no, I think I think we're good. Nice, nice. Uh, this is our first show that we're not that we're doing not the studio. Uh, so I am at home. Uh, Sabria, I'm assuming you are also at home too. Uh, yes. <laughs> Cannot leave the house. <laughs> ah, ah, we'll get into that in a little bit. But anyway, uh, just for my own sanity, I will do my little song and dance at the very beginning again. Uh, welcome to the CHGO podcast brought to you by PointsBet. Uh, I am Janice Scuria. With me, as always, is Sabria Whitaker. Uh, like I mentioned before, we are not in the studio today. Uh, so we are both in the comforts of our own respective homes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Sabria, if you if you care to share, uh, why, why can you not leave the house? Um, I guess I had too much fun at All Star, and lo and behold, I got COVID. So literally cannot leave the house. Thank God oh, for technology. No. <laughs> well, I, I'm hoping you feel well, uh, just mainly because whenever I hear anyone that has COVID, I am just, my goodness, it, like, it seems as if your symptoms can be on a spectrum where they can just be very bad or, you know, it, it just feels like, you know, just, just a routine cold. Uh, otherwise, like, yeah, I, I never like to hear that my friends have COVID, so. Um, yeah, um, better today. Definitely, like, Everyone that asks, I'm like, I have been fighting for my life since I found out. Um, but it's like, it's weird because my first thought was, so now it makes a little more sense when you hear about these players in like health and safety protocol and how like it really stops things. And let's see, I'm on day, what is it? It's Monday. I'm on day like, like five. So I couldn't imagine just like playing, thinking everything's fine. And then one day I wake up and I'm in healthy safety protocols and I can't do anything. I have to quarantine. And then once I'm clear, someone's like, all right, go run and play basketball for 30 minutes again. That would suck. So thankfully I'm not (laughs) a WNBA player. Yeah, yeah. I I do know not too long ago, Coach Wade was in healthy health and safety protocols. Uh, So uh, just kind of throwing in the variable of travel as well, as well as, you know, having to isolate yourself from your teammates and also to just doing contract tracing and uh, just trying to see, let's say, um, who have I been in contact with? And I I really hope I didn't infect all of my teammates. Uh, So (laughs) yeah. It is like the also, so that was like my first thought was, wow, okay, so this is how they feel. And then my second thought is, so you know how I did the tour, like the first part of the tour, there's supposed to be a second part of the tour starting like next week. And it's supposed to be like LA to New York to DC, possibly back to Atlanta. And I'm just like, am I supposed to carry around Lysol and wipes and everything? And just like everywhere I go, am I supposed to just like spray down? Because I don't want to get it again. And then obviously like, I don't want to give it to anybody else. So definitely puts things in perspective. Like I would be so scared if I was a player cause you really just never know. Yeah, absolutely. And just having just traveled myself, I definitely kind of had that COVID anxiety having just to be in an airport. And of course too, like no one wears masks anymore. So uh, I, I stayed masked the entire time and I tested negative uh, before I left Minneapolis. I tested negative this morning, thank heavens. Uh, but otherwise, keep doing yeah. it because I, t- I yeah. literally <laughs> tested I tested Thursday before Friday of All Star and then tested again Thursday. So so you have like a week. <laughs> but how was so you where did you go? Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I went to Minneapolis just for a long weekend. I went there with a handful of uh, friends from White Sox Twitter. Uh, So mainly to go see the games. Uh, So the White Sox uh, won three out of four uh, from the Minnesota Twins. Like we always love to see that. Uh, But of course, too, uh, one of my goals in going on this trip 
was to see the Sylvia Fowles mural uh, that is not too far away from Target Field, actually. Uh, so for, oh, there it is. There, there is me posing uh, in front of Syl's final ride. Uh, so this gorgeous mural, uh, the artist is uh, Shade Pratt. And the QR code that is right next to me, uh, that redirects to uh, the Lynx's home schedule. Uh, so I scanned it, looked it up. Uh, there aren't really that many home games left. Uh, so I believe Sill's last home game uh, in Minneapolis at Target Center will be August 12th. Uh, so I also met up with a really good friend of mine uh, who's a new Lynx fan. Uh, she's from Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, moved to Minnesota about a year ago, uh, just recently became a T-Wolves season ticket holder and also became a Lynx season ticket holder too. Uh, her name is Joy. Shout out to Joy if you're listening right now. I, I, Joy, I hope you're listening. Uh, but anyway, uh, Joy uh, has been inviting me back to go see a Lynx game. Uh, but I had a, a lot of fun in Minneapolis. Uh, but yeah, this mural, uh, I just looked it up and kind of wanted to know the story behind it and made a point to capture the essence of who Fowles is and not just a basketball player. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a really fun mural. It just seems so fun. Um, and also, also too, uh, there's a bicycle on the mural. It's right next to a bicycle rack uh, right in front of um, a Modus Brewing in Minneapolis. Also a really great spot if you're in the uh, Twin Cities. I highly recommend it. Really great people. I uh, had a lot of fun there. But uh, yeah, I think one of my goals for the near future is to go back to uh, the Twin Cities and uh, go see a Lynx game. Uh, but, yes, yeah. same. I need to do that. I was going to do it. We talked about it last year. Um back when our former Sky draft pick Natasha Mack was here and then she ended up in Minnesota and I kept telling her like look just let me know whenever I'm coming because it's like what maybe a seven hour drive so I'm like I could do that easily and now that you're sitting here talking about it I'm like hmm I might need to just go ahead and take that trip probably mm -hmm. like that August 12th because that's easy I think we could just get in a car and go I feel like we, we should just do that anyway so yeah, let's Why not? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Okay. Let's do so it. All right. Making some travel plans on the pod. I love it. Um, but yeah, I, it's a seven hour drive. I, I would say a one hour flight, not even. Uh, so it's a really quick and easy flight. So I think either or. Uh, the only thing about driving is that we, we do have to pass through Wisconsin. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ew. Like no, 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 no shade to Wisconsin, but uh, especially when you get past Madison, that is kind of a boring drive. Uh, so. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> when I went to, um, when I found out it was like eight hours to Toronto and my friends and I drove there and I had to go through Ohio. I remember seeing a sign that says like Cleveland. I was like, ew, can we please just not do that? Like I, <laughs> I would like to avoid going through Ohio at all costs. So I, I understand why we should feel the same way about Wisconsin. So it's fine. <laughs> Indeed. I've also done that drive uh, to, to, to Toronto as well. And uh, pretty much once you cross the border, uh, typically uh, when you cross either in Sarnia or uh, Detroit, it's just, yeah, it looked like, like there's nothing between Toronto and and uh, those ports right there. It's just nothing but road signs. Maybe you'll see a cow here and there, uh, but for the most part. <laughs> Hopefully you got some good podcasts or some good music yes. you're bumping, because otherwise, yeah, you're going to yes. need to keep occupied there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, uh, besides, I'm going to have to look up. Uh, some hotel information and uh, some other transportation info after the show. But uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, yeah, some general news from around the league. Also to uh, some sky news. So uh, Courtney Vandersloot uh, missed the game on Saturday due to concussion protocol. Uh, she took a hard fall in Thursday's game versus the Sparks. Uh, so according to Salute herself and Coach Wade, uh, she's feeling better and will be back available on Wednesday. Uh, so she's definitely earned a perfect attendance award. Uh, her, th this was her first absence since August 11th of 2019. 2019. So that is snapping an 88-game consecutive streak. I hate oh, my that. goodness. <laughs> and that game was tough. Like, yeah, it really was. I don't know what's going on with the refs, but just like the past week or so, I feel like they're not calling anything. I also feel like this guy never get calls, but I think just in different games across the league, they're just like, yep, go ahead, beat each other up, have at it. <laughs> 
Why do you think that is? Are, are refs just kind of not wanting to be interventionalists and just kind of let the players duke it out themselves? Or is it kind of like the Wild West out there where you all just settle your differences on the court? Like, what, what do you think is happening there? I don't know, but I think they need to get it together because I know there was a big thing on Twitter. So I don't, Liz, I hate, 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 hate comparing the W to the MNBA always. But I will say at least they have like a referee Twitter account over there so that if something happens during a game and they realize they made a mistake, right, they can come and correct it. Obviously, as fans, you're like, well, what can we do about that now? Like, you you missed the call when it mattered in the game. There's nothing we can do about it now. But there was a video that was going around, of course, on WNBA Twitter because WNBA Twitter catches everything. And there was a hard foul on Sylvia Fowles from Diana Taurasi during that game where it looked like she extended her leg unnecessarily and created contact, kicked her in the abdomen. And everyone was like, there was no, like, there was no even review. Like, not even just the fact that there was no foul. Like, no one ever looked at it. No one did anything. Like, the only stoppage really was from Diana who was asking for the foul herself. And I was watching the next game, and the broadcaster happened to just mention that they went back, reviewed it, and she had been issued a flagrant after the fact. But I didn't hear anything. Like, I just happened to be watching the broadcast, and I, and I think it was like maybe three games that night, so most people probably weren't watching that game. And then like the next day, someone on Twitter said, reported like sources say, Diana Taurasi had been issued a flagrant too. And I'm like, who are these sources? Why do they have to be sources? Because I heard it in the broadcast the night before, but was that supposed to be a secret? Like, why are we being secretive about this? What's going on? So if you have people like calling for Diana, right, for this foul on seal, and I think she did something similar happen where somebody else got injured, like the next time Phoenix played someone, it's just a lot going on. So I think as you have teams becoming more desperate, the season is basically over. Like, I think people need to understand the schedule stops next month. Like, yeah. <laughs> so as, as teams are getting more desperate and trying to get a playoff spot, the refs need to be way more conscious of that. Because the other day, obviously, here's my, my other bias. I'm watching the LA Sparks game. They did not call a shooting foul the entire first half. The entire first half, that's a problem. And I think that's a problem. Yeah, so it sounds to me as if there's a little bit of either, uh, I don't know if negligence is the right word for it, maybe it is, or maybe it's more so indifference. But uh, yeah, or, or maybe it's just exhaustion at this point where perhaps everyone is realizing that, you know, there's a month left in the season. So in that case, like it, it could be like a form of desperation, like you said, but on the other half, it's just sort of like, like I don't know if, if, if refs aren't calling a shooting foul in the first half at all. It shows that they're either like burned out, not paying attention, maybe all of the above. Who knows here? <laughs> I mean, look, I see the refs do their little warm-up, so I'm not going to, like, my first instinct was, like, why are they tired? But they do a lot of running. I I do, I will say that I do love when they come out before a game and they do their exercises, their stretches, and they do run, okay? Definitely more than me sitting there or watching from home. But, like I said, this is already a condensed season, so I feel like that means that we need to take a little more care of our players right now because they're already doing so much. The schedules are insane. Like, we watched the Sky game the other day. My first thought was, they play again? Like, they're playing again? And then, obviously, a bunch of travel issues that we're going to get into. But there are a lot of teams playing, like, back-to-backs and then another game. So the, the more travel issues, as we get deeper into the season – the least we can do is protect them on the court if we can't protect any other, you know, circumstances that might happen that are beyond our control. So I just feel like someone needs to have a conversation with the rest about that. 
Indeed, indeed. Uh, and like you mentioned, I was kind of a little taken aback uh, that the Sky are playing uh, three games in like the scope of a week and a half. So when I was in Minneapolis, I actually uh, wrote recaps on those two games. Uh, I was completely just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, they are literally playing Thursday and again on Saturday with like little or no time to travel or recover. Uh, but if I don't know if you've seen Azure Stevens' Instagram lately, but she is always just posting from yeah. planes. She's posting from airports. Uh, it, it just seems to me that if I want to know about the airports in this country, I just go to her <laughs> Instagram. And it's, it's, it's sort of like a, um, a, 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 a what can I find in this airport and that airport? But yeah, the travel schedule, I mean, scheduling is definitely like a point of contention on the show quite a bit. But it just seems to me as if, yeah, this schedule is whack. Very. And look, I know, obviously, I know it's the Sky Show, but again, so like when we talk about when I'm getting ready to go on tour, the Sparks play at home on the 31st. This is like a Friday, maybe. I don't know. I need to look. And then travel to New York the first because they have a back to, like, they have a, I guess, not a double header, but like back to back. They play the Liberty in New York on the second. And the third. And then they get on the plane and go to D.C. Because D.C. is like the fifth, maybe? The fifth or the sixth. And then, like, the seventh or the eighth is Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. So you're talking about three games in, like, a week and a half. That's, like, four in, like, a week, if that was even four or five. And they're, like, all over the place. Like to go from all the way to LA to go all the way to New York. I mean, fortunately, DC is like right there, but I don't think I've, I can remember to like a back to back. Like if I'm a Liberty fan or just like, even as a Sky fan, I don't remember having to be in Wintrust and then coming back the next day. And that's like, what, a Tuesday and Wednesday? It's so random. I'm like, who did this? Did y'all care about, I clearly y'all didn't care about the players, but like, me like someone owes me a drink because this is a lot and i'm just not again not the player so like i can't imagine and i'm only like five seven and a half so i can't imagine like a liz who's what six nine mm -hmm. and is probably assigned a regular seat unless she probably like pays the difference for first class you yeah, know yeah um I know uh, pretty much all the teams uh, fly commercial. Um, I do know that uh, during the All-Star break, they did mention that uh, chartered flights will be a thing for playoffs, uh, which I think is a good step. It's a step That's in the right good. direction. Yes. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction for sure, but it's still not enough. Um, pretty much all of the major sports uh, leagues, all the major men's sports leagues, they all fly uh, private chartered flights. So, uh, yeah, I honestly don't see, I mean, besides the fact that perhaps owners don't want to shell out the extra money for it, um, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to fly private. I mean, yeah, I think that's, some, that's been something that a lot of players have spoken about when talking about um, getting more teams and expansion. It's just like, okay, sure, but I think at this point, you definitely need owners who are going to go all in and right. who are going to be willing to to do that. Because, like, sure, okay, I'm not going to get into how much money they make at the end of the season, but if I'm thinking about my players and I'm thinking about the quality, the product of what I'm putting on the court, I'm thinking about just the business relationship between myself, the team, the players. I would want to do that for them. And it's great that this is a time when Kathy is able to cover that for them. I, I really don't see them being able to do it all the time, but definitely during the finals. However, it makes me a little concerned because to me, that tells me this schedule is about to be atrocious and really hard. And that is their way of saying, well, Yes, you have to fly here today, fly back and play another game tomorrow, but at least you're flying 
private, right? Like, that's what you wanted. So I'm interested to see what the schedule is going to be like, especially because they also added more games, remember? There are no buys. And there are no more single eliminations. And that's why I was not happy when they changed it. And I know a lot of players were upset and saying, we don't like single elimination. I'm like, sure, you don't like single elimination. But did you think about the fact that that meant adding more games when you already are kind of complaining about the scheduling and the travel? You're just making it worse. So I'm interested to see how this is going to go. But, like, I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed and have well wishes because I'm very interested to see how this is going to work with so many games and already a condensed schedule. And people are going to have to turn around and leave, like, right after. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So uh, there is a game upcoming on Wednesday, uh, and it is at 11 a.m. So I I know a lot of uh, folks on uh, WNBA Twitter – or Sky Twitter will jokingly refer to it as the day camp games, where because essentially you will just see lots of children there, yeah. which I think is great. It's great. I I I, I am all for uh, children taking in the game, uh, learning uh, learning the game, and also to appreciating women athletes. But at the same time, it's like I myself am, am unable to go just mainly because I will be at my nine to five uh, pushing and. <laughs> <laughs> It's just sort of like, uh, yeah, um, I, I'm not exactly sure, uh, say, uh, who is in favor of this or, or who benefits from the schedule besides, I guess, like the day camp crowd. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I I like it. I think so. I kind of had, well, I know a lot of people had feelings about it, like before they knew exactly what it was. Um, and so I don't mind them. I just think if you go, you'll be even more in favor of them because the time you're sitting there, you just hear defense, defense. <laughs> and it's the cute. And you're just like, I can't even be mad that I'm sitting here at 11 a.m. eating hot dogs because that's just what you have. But it's just like, it. they're cute and they're so invested and they never stop chanting. Like there are times when I'm at like a regular game or I've been in the past, like, especially when I used to go to dream games a lot. And I'm just like, let's go people. Like you have to chant, like you have to cheer for them. Like, you know, Z loves to just tell people like, you know, get into it. And there are times when adults are not going to necessarily get into it, but those kids, it doesn't matter if it's 11 o'clock in the morning, they're in, they're learning the chant. Like you tell them anything, you tell them to chant anything, they're going to do it. They're really invested. Now I did hear that, that the other day, I think Vegas had one in new york maybe but the but vegas was winning and so the kids in the camp day at new york started cheering for vegas so i'm not sure if they really understand like who's their team or if they just want to cheer for whoever is winning but i think that's a great (laughs) experience for them like i've taken my kids when i used to be an instructor at um at a writing program it was really cool but also it's Wednesday, so I get it. It's Wednesday and it's eleven. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that's absolutely lovely too. Uh and to have kids kind of take in that whole experience and also also too just like see uh potential WNBA legends. Uh so say 10, 15 years from now, they can say Oh yeah, I saw uh, I saw Azure Stevens play at. Uh, at <laughs> right. I'm, I'm thinking like way far down the line here, yeah. um, but I, I think too um, the fact that uh, we're planting the seeds early and like getting um, kids to recognize these players and know these players and just also too just normalize even just cheering for women's sports uh, as well. I, I think that's going to be just a wonderful uh, way to, uh, yeah, have them be ambassadors uh, to the WNBA and just women's sports in general. I agree. When I was in elementary school, we had Bob Love come because he was an ambassador of the Bulls. Could mm. I tell you anything about Bob Love? Absolutely not. Did I <laughs> did I ever watch him play? Absolutely not. But he signed like something of, I think somebody was like, here, can you sign my shoe? I have a dollar. Can you sign my dollar? But I went home that day. I was like, mom, dad, Bob, look, 
my mama probably didn't know who Bob Love was, but that made me excited, <laughs> right? Like it was a thing. So I think this is like kind of the first part of that, like getting them to come out, especially if they're not from Chicago, right? It's an easy way because a kid from like Kankakee or some other far out place, their parents aren't going to bring them. Like I said all the time, my mom was not taking me to um, a a sky game back when they were at all state she was just not doing it so i think this is a great way to find all the kids who want to go but whose parents because you know when i was growing up it was i'll take you there or i'll pick you back up but i'm not doing both and that's just something that you're just <laughs> not gonna find like unless you're plotting with another friend who's gonna go and you're like yeah my mom will take us and drop us off they're not doing that because that's too far right, right? so if you right, get right. all of those kids and, and a bus and it's a way for all of them to come and then maybe that next season or in the off season, the team starts working on a program to get the players into the schools, which is obviously harder because of the off season and their off season commitments and how it just overlaps with school. But I think that's great. So I think it's a win if if it will lessen the amount of miserable souls that reply to Sky and ESPN WNBA clips on Twitter. I will do whatever we need to do because I am sick of it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything to kind of reduce the amount of uh, make me a sandwich jokes, uh, I, I am all for. Uh, so it, it, it's a step in the right direction for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, dang, uh, did you want to talk about uh, the uh, the Lynx's travel woes right now? Or would you like to save that for Court of Law later? Or, I we mean, can like, do we don't have Court to go of in. Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can say that for quite a lot because I do want to get into my girl, Big Beck. I do know that this is the time to give Big Beck her big flowers. So we can do that. Absolutely. All right. So in that case, uh, so you are going to support Beck. So if you want to support us, uh, you should support CHGO. And the way to do that is download the points bet app, use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And if you make a $50 first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership and that unlocks our web content. We've got plenty now. And you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Uh, there is a Sky one that I would highly recommend you pick up. It's really cool. So $2,000 in free bets. I think that's a lot of bets. Um, I still have yet to get into sports betting, but it sounds cool. Um, it's I, I'm all for like people making money. I'm all for people winning money. So yeah, free bets, free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50, more than $50 first time deposit at PointsBet. Uh, so download the PointsBet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know have a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right. So let's talk about the Sky. Uh, they are currently on a four-game win streak, uh, currently first place uh, in the Eastern Conference. So uh, they are doing very, very well. Uh, so someone asked if there's an update on Sloot's injury. Uh, so in the last post-game uh, post press conference, uh, Coach Wade said she was feeling all right. Uh, salute herself uh, said she was feeling all right too so she will likely be back on Wednesday uh, but we'll talk about that game uh, just in a little bit uh, so on Thursday the sky uh, defeated the Sparks 80-68 and of course to Sabria uh, every time we play the Sparks I have to ask you uh, how is our friend Brittany doing how, like what, what is up with Brittany she's good um I think she did well in that game. <laughs> so it's like, I'm okay. Like, I want the sky to win, but I want her to do well. So if that of happens, yeah. I'm fine. I had a great time watching that. I loved her and Beck going against each other. Like, that was cool. But listen, there was just no containing her. And I remember talking to her before that game, and I'm like, look, I can't give you the keys. Like, you know, you all watch film, so I know that you know. But I was like, I caught myself trying to be like, you know, look, you got to make sure you look out for those um, those bounce passes because I don't know what Coach Wade and them be doing. But if you just watch sometimes, someone will have the ball and they'll just drop it. And someone else knows that that's a pass. And they'll just, like, come get it. I don't – I don't – listen – 
I don't know what sorcery they have going on, but I tried to like, you know, tell her about that. She's like, yeah, I know. I watch film and I'm like, look, there's only so much I could tell you because I know like you're going to pick who you're going to like, you know, guard. And I'm just like, you know, y'all really have a hard time picking. So I do know that they, they had their plan of like who they were going to double. Right. But if you double someone, that means you're leaving someone else open. And I guess what I was just trying to talk through with her is like, how do you all make that decision? Because with this guy, it's just like, you do have to pick the lesser of two. And while they did an amazing, and I told Renee, I said, y'all did an amazing job shutting out Candace because how, just yeah. how, but then it didn't matter because Beck came and put in her first career <laughs> double double, and that's exactly what I was trying to tell her. I was just like, "Look, you might as well just go out there and have vibes." Like I have faith in you. I have faith in the Sparks, absolutely. But again, Chicago, just go out there with vibes and just do what do what you want to do because it doesn't matter who you think you're shutting down. They're so great. Somebody else is going to get hot, and that's why I've been so adamant about saying I don't know if Candace Parker is MVP only because if you take her out, it doesn't matter. The sky are winning and is looking back to backish. And I think that proved it right there. And I think we were talking about this uh, even before the season started, where uh, one of the points we brought up is, all right, so what if Candace isn't on the floor? Candace also is not going to have the greatest games all the time. Uh, so in that case, uh, like, does the, do, the, do this guy have the length to compensate for when Candace can't step up? So, I mean, the short question to that is yes. And I think I, I definitely agree with you there where, I mean, uh, the Sparks can have more keys to the game than a janitor. So, I mean, but the thing is, though, when you're out there and, of course, too, uh, if you leave someone open uh, and if you're improvising all that last minute, say, uh, to what point does strategy fall short and you just have to go on vibes right from then on there? So I feel as if, I mean, I don't know, Um I, 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 for one, would not want to guard Rebecca Gardner. Um, I, I've seen her cut through defenders before, and it's just like watching um, a knife slice slice through warm butter. It's just just like that. Uh, so friend of the show, uh, I think his uh, handle is uh, s.staytrue3. Uh, he did a really great breakdown of Rebecca's game. A lot, he studied her video. Uh, so if you uh, go to his handle, you can kind of uh, listen to his breakdown there. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, like you mentioned before, uh, she had a double-double versus the Sparks. 18 points, 10 rebounds. And she didn't even start the game. That was all off the bench. Uh, so both figures were career highs for Rebecca. Uh, she's making a really strong case for Rookie of the Year um, or even sixth woman. I, I think, like, maybe she yeah. can do either or or both. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, so she's con- consistently put up d- double figures in scoring. Uh, she leads the team in steals. Uh, so she's averaging 1.5 as of Friday morning. Uh, she's also shooting 55% from the field. And that's second to the top score or, or, or the, the top shooter on the team, uh, who's Emma Miesemann, shooting at 55.4%. So uh, I don't know. Is, is this perhaps the the pickup of the century here, like I'm not just talking in the W, but perhaps like in, in, in sports here. Um, I know Coach Wade definitely had his eye on her uh, when she played in Europe, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you give uh, Beck her flowers here because I, 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 I can't say enough good things about Beck at this point. <laughs> yeah, someone tweeted that on Twitter like the other day. I remember seeing something about something very similar to what you just said, like the most underrated pickup maybe in Chicago sports history is absolutely yeah. her. Like, you know, people probably were like, what? Like, that's odd, right? Coming from just, cause you just never know what James is thinking. But I mean, right. at this point, I think you know that not to question him, but she's just done amazing. And I love whenever they play in LA because that's where she's from. Her friends and family always come out to support her. So I really love that she got to do that at home. And I can only imagine the journey it's been not just her inner self and just whatever she's had to do or say to herself to keep her going at this point, just because her story is so amazing, but maybe just even the conversation she's had to have with her friends and family and she bet on herself and she continued to do what she wanted to do, what she needed to do. And now she's here and she's just putting on clinics for everybody. And I just really love that for her. And she's such a sweet person. I got a chance to talk to her um, after the Atlanta game. 
and like she's she's here but she hasn't even really experienced the city yet so you all know from past experience like to me that means come show me the city and that's exactly what i'm gonna do so hopefully i get to do that you know when they get back or some point um because i don't know if anyone's asked her about if she's going back overseas or not so i don't really know what her schedule looks like but she deserves like the the greatest tour of, of chicago like ever um and yeah we just need to not let her go like i know that there are probably other front office personnel mm-hmm. that are looking like okay james we see you and that they have her eye on her she needs to just be stamped i don't want to see her anywhere but chicago forever i mean i'm sure maybe there's like part of her that would love to play in a spark jersey too bad rebecca <laughs> too bad i need them to do whatever they need to do to keep her and she's absolutely to me like the highlight of this season just on any team to me definitely definitely uh and also too I, I've, I've watched her speak during post-game press conferences and she's just like just really sweet she just exudes she this she really is. sweet like i'm happy to be here kind of yes. presence it's very warm it's very like i remember her very yeah. first post-game press conference where she walked in the room uh she was just kind of looking at everybody and smiling uh it was it was actually my first game first post-game press conferences too so i probably like it's kind of like the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme where we're yeah. just like, oh, you know, like we're both the new people in the room here. So I just was smiling back and I was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's just absolutely wonderful. So yeah. Classic says, James should be GM of the year alone for signing Rebecca. Uh, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I agree. Like, I don't know if there's, I know there's coach of the year. I don't know if they need to make one for GM of, is there one? Hey, make it, figure it out. Somebody figure it out. But figure it out. Um, figure it out. Like when you were saying, we were watching the Dallas game, and there was, I think, like a tie-up between her and hmm, KT maybe on Dallas, and mm-hmm. like she had the ball, and they were trying to like do a jump ball, but like Beck did not want to let it go. And so um, I was watching with Aaliyah and Aaliyah said something like, oh, that could have that could have ended badly because we see it all the time. Right. Where a player is trying to get a jump ball. Neither one of them wants to let the ball go. And they're just like so it's like her and Kayla and they're like testing over the ball. And and then they just start laughing. And I was like, see, Aaliyah, like you can't if you have a problem with Rebecca Gardner you're the problem because I can't imagine like <laughs> even if she fouls me hard or if she doesn't want to let the ball go like I couldn't even take her seriously at that because you know she's just so sweet and so I love that they both looked at each other and and the ref too was just looking and they just all started laughing because it's just like she's like you can't be mad at that right like you have to respect no, that you can't. only, you can't, only yeah. she's gonna sit there and like fight you for that ball and then just start laughing and just be like I'm sorry like <laughs> Precisely, like, precisely. It, it, it's just like precisely. If if you are getting in a in a in a wrestle with Rebecca Gardner for a ball, like you're you are definitely about to uh, just experience sunshine, rainbows, happiness, and just everything else that just follows up with Beck. Uh, but. Oh my goodness. Oh, so Burhan says, losing Diamond, I thought we were down to only one slasher explosive guard, but Becca seems like an improvement. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Like a huge yeah, I, improvement. And <laughs> and I don't even think that it's necessarily to say it's an improvement over Diamond, but I think we've just talked about this before that a lot of people felt like Diamond and Cobb were like the same. Yeah. And so oftentimes it was it was never been, it was more beneficial to have either caught on the floor or diamond, but you couldn't have both. And I think that kind of made that kind of like cut the depth a little bit because you need to have people in when you need to have them in and you need to be able to just finesse your rotations. And there are times where that shouldn't be an issue. Like you don't want to have to worry about, can I have the two of them on the floor? Whereas I think they're similar in their greediness because diamond is, just doing she's shining really bright over there in phoenix and she's doing those things and i think she should be in the conversation for most improved player but they do different things and just have different energy that maybe read the same on the stat sheet a little bit but it's just a different dynamic that i think felt like a missing piece in a sense that we didn't even know that maybe chicago was missing so I, I I think it worked out. At least I hope also Diamond feels like it worked out that way. But I think it worked out. And I think 
Phoenix got a gym with her. So I hope they are taking care of her because I think Skytown will still ride for Diamond whether she's here or not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I am just eternally rooting for Diamond. Uh, and yeah, I definitely agree that she should be in, in the running for most improved player. And I know we've talked about this on the show before. And maybe uh, when we link up with our uh, with our Phoenix Mercury friends in a few weeks, I'm sure they'll agree too, that essentially she needed to be in a place where she could thrive. And uh, it looks like she's found her place. So very happy for her. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Saturday's game against the Wings. Uh, so I was a little worried here for a moment. It seems as if that third quarter was a little tricky, uh, but the Sky did pull off a win uh, without Courtney Vandersloot, too. We, so we talked about that at the top of the show. Uh, so she's a, a key floor general, playmaker. Uh, yes. And I think the fact that they won without her is a testimonial to how good this team really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's so when, when I was watching that game, I was like, okay, so we talked about whether we can be okay without Candace, and I know someone said it earlier that you know Candace is MVP just because of her leadership, and we have talked about that in the beginning of the season that when we didn't have her, we were lose, we messed up and lost to Indiana in a game that we should not mm-hmm. have lost, and I felt like that was because of her leadership and it being missing. I think maybe over time since then, they've kind of figured it out and maybe can think to themselves, okay, what would Candace say, right? So where maybe they're okay in situations now without her. So when we were watching this game, I was like, well, I don't know. If we lose because Courtney's not here, now does she become, you know, the focus for Chicago's MVP? Thankfully, we pulled it off. And I know that they said that she was like at home, like she wasn't even there but again, it's just like, it's such a uh, catch 22. Like these are clearly such important players and we need them. But my goodness, is it just amazing to see that they still win when they're not there? I would hate to be anything other than Chicago. Like, sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know like, like we're, we're familiar with fourth, fourth quarter of Andersloot. Like there's just something that turns on. And like, we've asked her about this before and, and conferences too, where she's just like, uh, yeah, I, I just turn it on. I just attack switches. I, I just absolutely just go nuts. Uh, so uh, without Sloot, uh, the sky still demonstrated a lot of that fourth quarter resilience. So entering the fourth quarter, the sky trailed the wing 65-59. Uh, but then they went on a 24-9 run uh, to uh, from 756 to 106 in the fourth quarter. Uh, so Emma Mieseman uh, put up 12 points in the fourth quarter alone. I know uh, Candace also made some pretty clear shots to also solidify that win as well. Uh, and also, too, for the 16th straight game, the Sky recorded 20-plus assists, and that's also a WNBA record as well. So, uh, oh, my goodness. I mean, we've talked about how incredibly resilient this team is in the fourth quarter, uh, but at this point, um, Sky and fourth. Yes, Sky and fourth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reoccurring theme on the show, too, that the number four is just so incredibly important just all around. So, uh, yeah, whenever that fourth quarter rolls around, you know the Sky are going to be cooking. Could the Sky trade for I, – I, I think I think you mean Skylar Diggins, Smith. <laughs> no. Respectfully, let's not do that. Let's not yeah. – I Listen, I get it. I know we all love to compare things to chess – but I think we've seen time and time again, it does not work this way. It does not work this way. It, it's more than just what numbers someone is putting up. Like people talk about role players. To me, that's not a bad thing. You can be a star and still to me, if that's your role, know your role, play your role. I don't listen. We saw it with Tina. I tried to tell y'all with Tina. We don't, we, we don't look. Coach Way said we are full over here. We're maxed out. I don't think we need her. I think there is a team out there that does. I don't think it's us. And then just when you think about personalities, every team has its max, right? I just, I think we're capped with that too over here. And I just would, please no. <laughs> like, let's just not even do that. And I think that that trade down line has passed, right? So any moves at this point are going to come 
on the offseason. So I guess it's just going to be a very, very interesting offseason. But I think if he can – I don't even want to talk about that because then we're going to have to revisit the conversation of looking at people's contracts and, and talking about the elephant in the room and noticing – <laughs> that a lot of them are up so let's not even go there yeah yeah th there is a uh, like two big elephants in the room that i can think of just off the top of my head but uh yeah that's that's neither yes. here nor there uh, I, I think it's in fine the room. <laughs> here's one <laughs> I think it's perfectly fair to kind of just live in the moment for now, just mainly because yes. we know what's coming. Like, like, like we, we know what is in store for all of us as WNBA fans. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think it's perfectly fine to kind of appreciate what we do. We do here, <laughs> but sky, Oh, sky Lur, I see what you did there um, would be a perfect fit here in the future. Hmm. I don't know about okay. that. I know. Yeah. So everyone knows how I feel about this, right? We have what we have right now. Anissa Morrow is about to be a sophomore. Calculate it. Figure it out. If we suck after this year, then so be it. As long as we are able to get her as our number one draft pick, I don't care. So, frankly, I don't care if Coach Wade and staff just were like vibes. It is what it is. We can wait for her. Frankly, I'm, I want to look that way and figure out the next person to build around in the future that's going to have a longer lasting impact. So and I'll just leave it at that. Precisely. And of course, too, we also need at least one DePaul player on the sky, I feel. Just right. Like Look, don't move <laughs> from that. Look, let's just keep it going. We don't need to move from that. I guess I did see that news about Connecticut. What type of cap space does Connecticut have? Like, is it different because, um, like, they lost someone? Like, I don't know. I need to look into that. But I'm just like, I feel like every time someone goes somewhere, like, Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut. Respectfully, Connecticut, I don't care who you have. It's still Sky and Four. Yeah. It's still back-to-back. -back. <laughs> Do your thing, though. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Try your best. Try your best. Still eternally, respectfully, Sky and Four. Yes. <laughs> but happy, but happy though, this to see her somewhere. Definitely loved. I loved her energy. Um in Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> Our cousins from down the way. They need to get it together. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of like the cousins uh, at the family reunion who uh, you're just like, ah, you know, I, I like you a lot. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, you, you need to like pull things together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, but the standings, though, the bottom, it's a lot going on down there. Maybe not. It's definitely not as much up here. But down there, it's a lot. Like I said, people are really fighting and they're trying to get to this playoff spot. So this is going to be very, very interesting over the next month. Absolutely. Uh, so um, just early predictions. Uh, do you see any uh, upsets, or do you, do you see anyone that is perhaps more of a sleeper pick that you anticipate is going to sneak their way in beyond, say, the, the major players, like, of course, the Sky, the Aces, the Storm, perhaps, but uh, anyone else that you have your eye on? Minnesota. Mm. And I say that just because these refs, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Look, they just get a lot of help from them. But even outside of that, Ariel Powers, like I, I have been talking about it from when she first <laughs> pushed Nalissa, thinking she was pushing um, Victoria. And I'm just like, something has gotten into her. Something really has gotten into her. And I and to me, she's my top pick, honestly, for like most improved. Um, so you just have to watch her because I think at the beginning of the season, it was um Kayla McBride. And now she's trying to find her stride again. But Ariel Powers just put up what 32 the other day against Vegas. 
Yeah, anybody, yeah. any individual player that's putting up 32 against Vegas, and like you know, we all were making the jokes about Minnesota. So I'm I'm looking at them for sure, for sure. And Dallas seems like they want to get it together a little bit, but if I had to choose between the two, I'm going to pick Minnesota. Hmm, very interesting. Yeah, I think uh, just um, 30 days from now, especially when. <laughs> Uh, of course, when, when when we see Sill's final game on August 12th, I don't want to think about that too much now. Uh, we could be looking at an ent- entirely different uh, Minnesota Lynx team. Yes. And of course, too, I mean, I am sure uh, Sill is going to put down some absolutely fantastic performances b- before then. Uh, so uh, we won't think about that too much. Uh, but uh, just looking at standings, uh, so not only are the Sky first in the Eastern Conference, they're, they're first in the entire league. They've got the best winning percentage at 19-6, and six. Uh, four-game winning streak, as I said before, 9-1 and one in their last 10. Uh, so I, I feel as if, you know, as Sky fans, this team just feels unstoppable right now. It just feels as if, uh, yeah, uh, I, I feel as if we talk about this all the time, but definitely the prospect of running it back is real and it's also very high too. So, yes, <laughs> I need that, but we'll see. We'll see. I think that's why this commissioner's cup might be actually a big deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. And that's coming up real soon too. <sighs> yes. Next week. Yeah, it is next week, and I think that might even be uh, just a prelude to perhaps uh, a potential finals uh, matchup right there. So, like, we've talked a lot about the Aces and how a lot of their strength is definitely in their starters. Uh, The bench pales in comparison, but I know you said before to not entirely count the bench out. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I feel as strongly about that now. I will say they probably have, like, the best bench in the league in vibes. Um, so I'll say that unless, you know, Becky just has something up her sleeve that we don't know about. But – or unless she – or unless, like, they've done some amazing clinic and we just don't know because they never touched the court. I don't know. Maybe it could just be a secret and we'll just see when we see. But as of right now, I still am not too worried. Yeah. Sky on their Thanos shit. <laughs> Need that. That's pretty great. Oh, my goodness. That cup could look like finals preview. Yes. Like I don't want 1, it to, though. I, I'm sorry. I just hate when we play the Aces. I don't know what it is, but ever since last year, I just don't like it. I don't hmm. like it. Because Why? I feel oh. like it's rarely close. And so maybe it's just boring to me. Because, hmm. I mean, what? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like it. And, it. and it could just be me knowing that they were always... uh a risk maybe, but I just don't like it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Just mainly because when the sky play any other team, it's a little bit close, kind of like the game between uh, the the sky and wings, especially that was very back and forth. That was very tense. And when I was keeping up with it, yeah, I I definitely kind of have like a mile. I went, I went through a a very brief cardiac arrest moment where I'm just like, Oh, they, they might let this dove really slip through their fingers. Uh, But otherwise it ended up being okay. Uh, But we'll see, we'll, we'll see what this commissioner's cup will have in store. Uh, But anyway, if you like what you're hearing and I hope you do, and if you don't, that's your problem. uh, Definitely subscribe to CHGO. Uh, podcasts and live shows on every team every day. Um, so premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Dope merch for all teams, including the Sky. Uh, there's a free shirt when you become a member, and also you get access to a members-only Discord called the CHGO Lounge, where, yeah, definitely chop it up with us. It'll be a great time. Talk with other Sky fans and other Chicago sports fans, too, if that's your thing. Um But anyway, let's go ahead and proceed to court of law. We've got some really interesting news items to talk about here. 
Uh, so to get y'all started, uh, Natalie Achanwa documented the Lynx's travel woes to Washington. So uh, to give you some background, the Lynx played back to get back games on Thursday and Friday in Minneapolis and then in Indianapolis. And then they had flight issues on Saturday. Uh, they didn't arrive uh, in Washington until su uh, midnight for a 3 p.m. tip off the next day. So uh, if you are anything like me, if I get any less than eight hours of sleep, I am a cranky, cranky lady. Uh, so I completely understand. Uh, so uh, the Lynx lost to the Mystics 70 to 57. And so uh, when asked about what he thought about the Lynx's travel woes, so Mike Tebow, head coach of the Mystics, said he was tired of hearing about... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He, he said he did not feel sorry for the Lynx. And he even went as far to make a mock crying face before speaking. <laughs> so uh, at the top of the show, uh, we talked about this. So making the leap from flying commercial to potentially private, uh, just like all of the other American sports leagues, just like all of the professional men's sports leagues is a constant discussion point. Uh, so uh, Tebow did apologize for uh, his actions afterwards. Uh, the apology uh, was met, met with mixed reviews. Uh, some people said, you know, hey, it's fine, whatever. Uh, others uh, did not take his apology very well. So, Sabria, you're ruling on this. Um, he said what he said. He said what um, he said. I want to hold him in consent for even apologizing because I wouldn't have apologized for anything. Like, it's not that serious. Like, even if he meant it wholeheartedly, it's not like he sabotaged anything. It's like not like he did anything. Like it probably wouldn't have even been such a big deal if she hadn't gone to Twitter and like made it a big deal. But right. also like, okay, yes, like the same things that, that you deal with when you're playing has issues. We know that the mystics had already been through that. So he's there with you. It's not also not like he's somewhere on someone's charter jet while everybody else is like on a so he gets it. But that's also the opposing coach. What you want him to say? Right, like, right. I don't, I just don't understand, like, the big deal about it. It's sports. It's okay. Yes, it's the WNBA, but talk trash. I want to see it. The fans, it's not that deep. That's Whoever true. made it deep, you can go play in the kiddie <laughs> pool if that's your thing. Like, it's. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't feel like it needed to be all of that. So I'm holding whoever complained and made him apologize in contempt because we didn't need that. Like, it was okay. It was fun. <laughs> it could have been a rivalry, right? We could have watched this unfold later in the season if they played each other. It could have been a fun thing. And then now it's just like, you can't say nothing in this league. I don't like that. I already felt like I can't say anything. So to watch that happen in real time, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, perhaps like maybe a little insensitive at face value, but of course, to everyone in the league experiences the same travel woes. Look, so. I, I don't remember if I was on the show after this happened, but I remember there was a, a whole thing with the Sparks and I'm on FaceTime. It's like 2 a.m. And they're on a bus because their flight got canceled. And then like after the game, people started flying back at 3 a.m. after the game. And they all had to be on separate flights. It happens. But we probably, most people probably are like, oh, I didn't know that. Because nobody from the Sparks sat there and talked about it. Like, the coach made, like, a little joke about it. But if it is what it is, just take it for what it is. I mean, we saw last season, we got a lot of content about flight situations from the Aces. So... I mean, I guess if it's like some unwritten coach's rule where, you know, ap <laughs> where apologies needed to be made out of respect, fine. But it's just, we don't need that. I just feel like we don't need that about everything, right? Like more, see, we didn't even talk about the Sophie and Maisha Hines Allen situation because I completely forgot mm -hmm. about that because that felt like it was forever ago. But that type yeah. of stuff, it's okay. It's, it's, we don't have to be so gentle and wrap the WNBA in bubble wrap. It's still, it's a women's league, but it's still professional sports. Like I love, my favorite part about sports when I was growing up was being able to, to be competitive. Okay, right, so let's right, just, yeah. 
I don't think it's this would have been a big deal if it was the if right. it was the. <sighs> I I know what you want to say. I know what you want to say, and I agree with you that it okay. would just be like brushed off as your typical trash talking. And it probably would not be even this bit, but it, it would definitely would not be this blown up. <laughs> yeah. So that's how, that's my ruling. And that's how I feel because I know they're going to kick us off in a second anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that pretty much is that. And that is also our show. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, so my name is Janice Scurio. You can follow me on Twitter at Scuriosa, S-C-U-R-I-I-O-S-A. Follow the pod at C-H-G-O underscore Sky. And Sabria, where may our faithful viewers uh, follow you? This Same. At, uh, yeah, I hope it's over oh, mine. Yeah. Oh, well, on mine is that one. So wherever it is down here, okay. it's at Sabria Whitaker. <laughs> That's how you spell it, at Sabria Whitaker on all my socials. All right. Wonderful. That does it for today's show. Uh, we'll meet you next week. We'll, we will have plenty of other stuff to talk about. As always, have a great week and Sky in 4.